What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we are here recapping last night's, or at this point when you're listening to it, two nights ago's national championship game. And Andrew, our first topic today is Justin Fields. And obviously Justin Fields didn't play tremendous, but he played, I would say, solid in the first half. I mean, that game was close for 25 minutes, and then Alabama started to take a lead going into halftime when Ohio state was just going three and out after three and out within like the last five minutes of the first half. And in that second half that the Ohio state offense just completely imploded. I mean, they just looked like they were completely overmatched throughout the entire game. So what are your thoughts on Justin Fields' ability in this game? Well, Henry, I expected him to give a better fight than he did. I mean, like you said, he only showed up in that whole Ohio state offense only showed up for the first about 25 minutes of that game. And from then on, they were just non-existent. I was expecting a better fight from Justin Fields, especially considering that this will be most likely his last college game he'll ever play at the biggest stage in the national championship. I really expected him to be strong throughout the whole game. Obviously, he didn't play up to expectations, especially in that second half. He only threw for 194 yards and a touchdown, completed half of his passes. Nothing impressive at all. So I, I just don't know what to say. I, I really expected Justin Fields to really match up well against this Alabama team and this Ohio State offense. I really expected them to be more explosive than they were. I mean, they were looking great in that first quarter and in, in going into the second quarter. And then towards the end of the first half, it, it, it just started to implode, like you said, and they just looked awful. I, I don't know what where, what this puts for or what this uh, means for Justin Fields' draft stock. I can't imagine he falls out of the top five, but he was looking like the number two pick uh, going into this national championship game, but he really didn't play that well in the national championship game. So this was just surprising because I really expected Justin Fields to go off like for 350 yards, four touchdowns, actually make this game really entertaining and him and that Ohio state offense just couldn't get anything going. Yeah, Andrew, I don't want to make excuses for him, but I mean, there, there's also reasons why he, he wasn't up to his best. Obviously, we know he wasn't playing at 100%. That was obvious throughout the entire game that he wasn't at 100%. And especially when you weren't able to get the run game going to the ability that you could have with Trey Sermon after him breaking his collarbone on the first play of from scrimmage. I think that's a huge factor as well as if you remember on a third down play in the middle of the second quarter, Justin Fields took his first real hit of the game and came up a little grimacing a little bit and a little limping and limping off a little bit. So I think that's also a huge factor because once he took a hit, I mean, it was obvious that he wasn't the same and he was just definitely favoring his, his ribs. Although you couldn't see it, there was no doubt in my mind that that hit, he was definitely feeling it and he was definitely just playing more conservative than he should have. Well, Henry, you can say the same thing about the Clemson game. I mean, he was obviously hurting a lot in that game. He was injured clearly in that Clemson game, and he showed up. He played perfectly under pressure in that game on the biggest stage of the season so far up to that point, and he played very well, and they ended up beating Clemson. And they come into this uh, Alabama game. He starts playing pretty well, same with this Ohio State offense, through the first quarter and just couldn't get it going from the uh, second quarter on basically, or at least the second half of the second quarter on, 
you can't make these excuses for him. He just, him and this Ohio state offense just did not show up. I understand the injury. And of course it's not easy to play under injury by any means, but he did it against Clemson. It's really hard to make that same excuse if you already did it once. I'm not saying it's easy to play under a beat while being injured, but there's, there's not much excuses for him in this Ohio state offense. Like they could not get anything going, especially in that second half. It, there's no excuses there. you got to be able to score and at least score like maybe two, three touchdowns. I don't care if you lose to Alabama because everyone's lost to Alabama, but at least make this game entertaining. This, this offense barely put up any points from the second half of the second quarter on, like you said, they played very well first 25 minutes, but couldn't get anything going. Can't make excuses for this type of play. Yeah, Andrew, and I mean, it, it seemed as if Ohio State just didn't have as much motivation. I mean, it was obvious that they just didn't care, seemed like, about this game for some reason than they cared about beating Clemson, which, I mean, it kind of made sense. Obviously, Clemson, the way they were talking, they deserved to get beat by 40 points by Ohio State, but it just seemed like Alabama had some type of edge to them coming into that game, and Ohio State just didn't, and I think that's one of the key points to Ohio State getting blown out especially in the second half when Alabama realized that they were just a much better team and they were like oh okay this is it we're gonna blow them out but speaking of another bad thing about Ohio State per usual Sean Wade continues to disappoint he he sucks I'm tired of your excuses Andrew for him you tried to make on the mock draft that oh he's, he's athletic oh blah 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 he's not good he he his draft stock went from maybe top of the second round. He's a third round pick at best right now. And and you can't change my mind about that. I mean, he called out Devontae Smith. And in the first half, Devontae Smith went for 11 receptions, I think 215 yards and three touchdowns. He broke his finger or he dislocated his two fingers and probably would have played and would have put up another 200 yards on him if the, if the game was actually close. So Sean Wade needs to keep his mouth shut. And per usual, he continues to suck. Yeah, you can't be talking like that and not back it up with your play. I mean, I don't understand what he was trying to get at there while calling out Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner, goes up against him and completely embarrasses himself. And he was embarrassing himself with this play all season. And maybe, just maybe shut your mouth because you've not been playing well this season. You have no rights to talk and trash talk the Heisman winner. And he comes out. And he just embarrasses himself some more. I don't I don't even know what to think of Sean Wade at this point. I really had him at the end of the first round coming into this national championship game, but his play truly convinced me that he is not a first rounder by any means. He came into this season top five pick. I think he was projected to be a top five prospect. Now he's probably going to be a second rounder. I mean, Talking about your draft stock falling off off of one year, he probably should have just opted out. I mean, at this point, I mean, he only hurt his draft stock by playing. That's how bad he's been playing. He dropped out a whole round after being a top five projected pick. And now he's most likely going to be at highest a second round pick. It's really disappointing. And I'm not even that disappointed in this Ohio State defense. I mean, no one could stop Alabama, not even the best of defenses in the country. I mean, Notre Dame couldn't even contain them. Notre Dame's defense is like top in the country. I mean, 52 points. I think they got lucky that they didn't score 100 on them. I mean, Alabama's just such a good offense. 
And but Sean Wade just needs to shut his mouth. He is not a good football player. Yeah, Andrew. And speaking about Alabama's offense, I mean, from start to finish this year, it was absolutely unstoppable. I mean, I wouldn't say consider this the greatest offense in terms of talent or just overall of all time, but this was the most efficient offense of all time, statistically based. I mean, they scored their first five drives of a game. They, Ohio State stopped them once on the last drive when they couldn't run the ball. They just had to basically throw the ball deep every single time, and Ohio State got lucky and stopped them once. I mean, this was the most efficient offense of all time, and I don't even think it was really close. Yeah, and Alabama's offense was just so good. Their defense didn't even have to be good this season. And that, that was the only thing from holding them back for being like the best team of all time. It's just because their defense was just not that great. But they their defense didn't have to be great because their offense could score at ease and win games by just scoring every single drive, which they pretty much did. So Alabama's offense was just unstoppable this season. That's all they needed. Yeah, Andrew, another point on Alabama. Coming out of this game, Nick Saban finally earned – finally – Got his seventh national championship, his sixth in 12 years at Alabama. And he was and still is the greatest college football coach of all time. And I will go to my grave believing that. He may be the greatest coach in all the sports right now. And I think that's a, there's a good argument for that also. Yeah, I think with this win, he definitely solidified himself as being the greatest college football coach of all time. I mean, he, Henry, he, there's a stat saying he hasn't gone three years at Alabama without winning a national championship. I mean, that is insane. I mean, you basically sign and commit to Alabama knowing if you don't, uh, knowing if you don't transfer out and you just stick with the program, you're going to win a national championship under Nick Saban. That is absolutely crazy. Basically when signing your letter of intent to Alabama university to play football, you are signing a letter saying I am going to win a championship at Alabama. That's how crazy this is. Nick Saban is for sure uh, the best coach in college football history, and I don't really think you can debate it at this point. Yeah, Andrew, and another point once again about Alabama. You you mentioned this to me. You asked me if Devontae Smith moved himself into the top five after this game, and I think he'd already cemented himself as a top five pick, most likely the number one receiver to come off the board, and to be honest with you, I think he's as sure as it comes to being a lock for even a possibly a top three pick. I mean, he, what he did this year is unheard of. I mean, he put up in 13, 12 and a half games. He put up 1900 yards, 23 touchdowns, 120 receptions. And if he plays the normal amount of games in a national championship wins, God knows how many yards and how many touchdowns that guy puts up. He probably has 30 touchdowns to 2,500 yards and, 150 receptions. I mean, he was utterly unstoppable from stop to finish. So I think this for sure cements him and already did cement him as a top five pick. Henry, I just don't know if I see him being a top five pick at this moment. And I, I think he passed. I, I don't think that they shouldn't consider him being a top five pick, but the only reason where I would see him going into the top five is if, Jamar Chase falls out of it. And I just don't think you can remove Jamar Chase from the a top five uh, draft spot. Jamar Chase is 
stronger and bigger than Devontae Smith. And that's what teams will be looking for at the next level. I get Devontae Smith is very athletic. We saw it this year. No one could stop him. But Jamar Chase was pretty close to unstoppable in that 2019 LSU run. He, he had a phenomenal year, almost identical numbers. I believe he only had about 100 less receiving yards and three less touchdowns than Devontae Smith. And I get Smith played less games, but that's not the point. Jamar Chase is bigger and stronger and can go up and catch the deep ball. Devontae Smith is just great in open space, great route runner. I'm not taking away anything from Devontae Smith. I just don't think at the NFL level that teams are going to be looking at Devontae Smith and his build and how he's built and then pick him over Jamar Chase, who's just a monster. Yeah, they will, Andrew. And there's no doubt in my mind about that because there's a there's a point whether or not he's the best receiver in this this draft class, there's recency bias. And I know you understand what that means. Recency bias is Devontae Smith had the better season recently. To be honest with you, I agree. I think Jamar Chase ultimately becomes a better receiver in the NFL. But there's a point where recency bias and just the way that Devontae Smith handled it this year and the fact that he has that Heisman winner attached to his name, I think there's there's no way that Jamar Chase goes ahead of him, whether or not you ultimately believe that Jamar Chase is the better receiver in this class. But Andrew, for our final topic today, I mean, this is a hot debate after two nights ago's game last night for us. Which team is better overall? The 2019 LSU team, 2020 Alabama team. I mean, I you have to give it to 2019 LSU. And that's just because Joe Burrow is one of the best college quarterbacks we've seen of all time. I don't know if we can say the same about Mac Jones. Then you have Jamar Chase, like I said, who put up one of the best uh, years as a wide receiver in recent history. You have Justin Jefferson, who was a fellow first-round talent wide receiver, who is now absolutely going off in the NFL. But, of course, we can't base off that. But he was also playing very well at LSU. In fact, he got himself up to first-round draft status. You got Clyde edwards Hilaire in offense who is a very elusive running back and can go out in the passing game, do everything for you in open space. And you have Thaddeus Moss, I believe, at tight end, who was very big and strong, very solid tight end. And then on defense, almost every one of your starters went to the NFL. I mean, Henry, the only reason I, it's debatable whose offense was better, I think you can make a strong debate on that. But on the defensive side of the ball, you already know whose defense was better. And it's 2019 LSUs. That's what puts them over the top. You can make that debate on offense, whose offense was better. Because, of course, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. And then on the other side with 2020 Alabama, you got Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, and Jalen Waddle. Of course, Jalen Waddle didn't really play this year, but he was still on the roster. And you, you can debate that, but when it comes to the defensive end of the ball, we all know 2019 LSU's defense was way better than 2020 Alabama's. That's what puts them over the top. Yeah, Andrew, you said that Jaden Wild didn't play. He was actually a huge factor, especially for Alabama towards the end of the season. I mean, he had three, four touchdowns against Auburn in the Iron Bowl. So I, I would say he put, he played a pretty big factor for that Alabama team. He was still sitting behind three other what would what will be first round picks but it's 2019 LSU and for the exact reason that you said I mean last year they had 14 of 22 guys drafted from that team 
They're, they're going to have at least two more in Jamar Chase and Terrence Marshall, who will probably be first-round picks. And then another year from now, Derek Stingley, their top cornerback, will be drafted in the first round and possibly the top five, top, possibly top five, as he's regarded as one of the best cornerbacks to come out of college that we've ever seen. I mean, his ball skills are basically he's a receiver playing cornerback. So along with that offense, Joe Burrow is probably the greatest college football quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life from a single season standpoint. I, I think that there's no way that you can say 2020 Alabama was better, especially in terms of defense. And I mean, we saw this matchup last year with Alabama having even more players and the same guys that they have this year. I, I, I truly think that the 2019 LSU was better. And with that, Andrew, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.